Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here. Proud to be hosting another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which you can find on the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Yes, the hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network located at thechairshot.com. Your home for sports entertainment, sports entertainment, news pop culture, and everything in between. Lots of cool shit at thechairshot.com. That is a new t-shirt. Lots of cool shit. Thechairshot.com. But I'm not into the Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I was going to say, I'm not into the t-shirt plug yet. That's going to come a little bit later on. Uh, But joining me, as always, is the co-host, the producer, the kingpin of thechairshot.com. The unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. Mandy. Haven't played that one in quite a while, but I just felt as though it would be appropriate. Something else. Man, how things change in literally less than 24 hours. And by that, I mean, last week on the Hashtag Miranda Show, we talked NXT, of course, uh, and all of... We gave in-depth expert analysis Mm -hmm. that 12 hours later, that before the show hit air, (laughs) you could throw out the window. Yeah, so it was like, no, no, you guys are wrong and stupid, and here's why, because this happened. And that's pretty much like, well, internet news does that. Internet news is doing what internet news does. Yeah, they they just just looked at us, and they were just like, yeah. Oh, hey, Mark. Exactly, like like this is... is Oh, that's cute. You were doing in-depth analysis, and you were making your predictions, and you were doing, that's cute, that's cute. But you're wrong. Yeah, you thought all this great stuff turns out she was just fucking on camera and now everything else you said was wrong. That's what they basically did. Dean fucking Ambrose. The amount of research that websites had to do and the in-depth analysis that happened on their own after that is something else. I I have not done my own research, so I can't, I guess I'm not very much of a journalist in that sense, that I didn't uh, go into a deep dive. Um, But, you know, there was just 
secondhand account, hearing lots of things about it. We'll get into it, but uh, yes, yes. And for those of you who are not aware, well, last week we talked about Roxanne Perez beating. Well, I'm just setting the stage, okay? Talked about Roxanne Perez beating Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, We thought it was all part of a bigger plan, and I guess it was, but it was mainly a bigger plan plan for Mandy Rose to get released uh, due to some explicit content that she was releasing on her own uh, platforms. And we'll go into much more detail about that on the first half of the show. And and then uh, on the second half, well, talk about shock. Uh, lots of shocking things happened this year. And so Greg and I are going to give our thoughts on some of the more shocking that happened in the world of pro wrestling in the year of 2022, in the year of our Lord 2022. That sums it up. Yeah, some some crazy shit happened. Uh, Some shit went down. So uh, stay tuned to this show while we and Greg uh, just talk about all the shit that went down. in this this year, if some we of it even you can't even it remember. Yeah, if you can't even, I didn't uh, for a minute. So let's. Uh, well, well, you can help us all remember. We'll help each other remember what happened this year in 2022. But before we go into that, this is just your friendly reminder that Impact Zone Wrestling IZW is hosting Monster Saturday, February 25th at the horny toad in glendale the first show for izw in 2023 make sure that you get your tickets last week it was announced that more additional vip tickets were released for the first time ever a second row vip so now there's no excuse for you to not get your vip tickets and tickets are continuing to sell and we're still almost two months away from the big, big day Pretty crazy. Yeah, two months away from the big day, literally two months after the big day, Christmas, which is coming up this weekend. So um, very excited. Tickets are moving again. First time we've ever done second row VIP. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Some stuff was released this week that I'm sure we can talk about. But yeah, or in the past week since since our last show. Yes, a a few uh, talent announcements have been made, specifically some entrance for Monster. Yep, we have announced mentions for Monster to Shade. Of course, today we announced that Jacob Austin Young will be entering Monster. Um, we've got more Monster entrants to be, to be announced. We have Charles Cassius entering Monster as well. But then, middle of last week, probably in between when we recorded and when the show was released, we did reveal that uh, former WWE superstar, then of course known as Kazarni, now of course known as Sin Bodhi, will be making his IZW debut the very first time he signed on for multiple events in 2023 and will be at Monster, will we'll be on the card at Monster and uh, will be stepping one-on-one with our resident luchador Aguila as part of the card at Monster. So Sin Bodhi making his first ever appearance in IZW, his return to the state of Arizona. Very excited to have Sin Bodhi on board, both from, from what he does in the ring the veteran presence. I mean, it's just a win-win all around and very excited to have him on board in the fold, in the family. Yeah. Let's get weird, IZW. We're about to. Let's get weird. Details will be coming out after the first of the year. There will also be uh, a Sin Bodhi signing and meet and greet that's going to be available as well, uh, separate from our event that will take place at 3D Sports and then we'll also have some stuff at the event. Um, So it's a full... Full blown, three hundred and sixty degrees of of Sin Bodhi coming at you with IZW Monster on February twenty fifth. Again, tickets are available. You can find more information on IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ. Uh, yes, on social media. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, so make sure that you are following IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ and IZW Wrestling. 
az.com. No, just azwrestling.com. Yes. yes. Um, normally, I would have my phone on me, but I'm recording with my phone. So that's why I didn't have the website in front of me. But okay. uh, uh, yeah, yes, but just make sure that you are following IZW on social media for more talent and match, match announcements that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks in preparation for Monster, as well as any upcoming sales that may occur where you can get a discount on your tickets. Uh, and again, you can purchase your tickets online. Um, you can visit social media or IZWWrestling.com uh, for all the multiple ways to purchase your tickets. Make sure you get your tickets now. Again, an additional row VIP is available. So if you want, you can get your VIP tickets uh, and be part of that. And as Greg mentioned, more uh, announcements to come. Uh, for signings and talents and much, much more as we go into Monster Saturday, February 25th at the Horny Toad in Glendale. Super excited. I selfishly have a bias for Monster as probably my favorite IZW event of the year um because I also am a mark for Rumbles, so, you know, and Battle Royals. And we got one. I love it. And you got it. Uh, so very exciting there. Uh, and while you're at it online, getting your tickets for IZW, there's another place that you can go and visit. In order to do that, Greg, I'm going to need your help. Do you? I'll do it like this. Yes. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, in time for Christmas, in time for New Year's, in time for Monster, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your very own t-shirt. There you're going to find a ton of cool designs in support of Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com. You can get uh, tons of different designs. You can get t-shirts in different colors and you can customize your t-shirt in different styles, which includes, yes, you know what I'm going to say, soft style. So go ahead and treat yourself by getting yourself a hashtag queen of soft style t-shirt or an everybody hates Greg shirt or a brand new IZW t-shirt or a brand new chair shot og logo t-shirt or a brand new always use your head t-shirt or you can just get all of them at pro forward slash the chair shot why pick when you can have it all so go ahead and visit pro forward slash the chair shot that is pro forward slash the chair shot Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. 
That's angrylemonade.net. So we talked about it without talking about it, but now we're going to talk about it. Last week on the Hashtag Miranda Show, we talked about Roxanne Perez's big win over Mandy Rose to become the new NXT Women's Champion. And in that analysis, Greg and I discussed our thoughts about what's going to happen next with Mandy Rose. Uh, was she going to move back up to Raw or SmackDown? You know, what was going to happen next? But shortly thereafter, literally, as I mentioned about 12 hours after we reported that episode, we found out that Mandy Rose was released from WWE. And the details of that release were pretty shocking. Um, specifically, Mandy Rose was released due to some content that she was sharing on her uh, platform, not just social media, but a special third party platform that she had um, available behind a paywall. She had fairly explicit photos of her, of her fiance um, that were not in alignment. This is the the PC part, you know, the the day job, Miranda, um, coming out that were not in alignment with the core values of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, and once they found out, uh, decided to release her from her contract. Now, that that's the shocking part. So, you know, granted, how these were came out, you know, this these were behind a paywall, but nothing is secret on the internet. So I don't know how long this was actually up. But also, I, you know, it is hard to think that they would have been okay with you know, I have not seen the content myself, uh, but I've been uh, near people who have. And uh, the word around is that it's it's pretty, pretty explicit stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, also talk about how they gave you know her the option, asked her to take it down. She did not. And, you know, things came to a head and, and was released. Um, since then, though, it's already also been reported that she's generated about what half a million dollars already in revenue in just one week. So she had been making allegedly $250,000 per month already. Now, did she just recently get to that point? It has long, but we don't know. We don't know how long she's making $250,000 per month to that point. Now these sites typically you can get a subscription, but then like, it's weird, right? You pay money so you can pay money. It's it's like when mm-hmm. you go to like a swap meet, like you pay to get in and then you still have to buy stuff. It's kind of like that, right? Um, the membership just gets you in, but the good stuff you're going to have to pay more for. And the good stuff is what got her fired. Um, good in quotes, because maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not your thing. doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, she was generating a lot of income that way. Then, yeah, a lot of people didn't even know she had these. And so... Obviously, the, the the release led to more people realizing she had them, and you know, basically, as 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 was said in a DM thread today that I was in, straight white dudes be thirsty sometimes, and um, mm-hmm. they'll just spend their money on whatever. And 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 it's crazy because some people are like, "Can you really make that much off of it, Lou? This is a billion dollar industry." And, and oh yeah, yeah, these these third party sites i mean there's countless stories of people who have generated thousands oh, and yeah. thousands millions. even millions during the pandemic of i mean people yeah it, it's it's just a crazy thing and look like it's you know capitalism man more power to her um and and yeah it, it's funny too because people went crazy like you know, defending it, saying that it's wrong. She got released over it, just a bunch of different things. And like, look, my favorite thing is that people were like, well, you know, why'd you have to get fired over? She should have been suspended. Well, like, okay, she goes back from suspension. Like what? Still there. Yeah. Like she had the, op- I guarantee you it wasn't reported, but guarantee you she had the option to take it down. But if you're making more money doing this than you are as a WWE superstar. At your actual job. Right. Come on. And you're doing this in the comfort of your home and, and with your fiance and whatever, and that and, and that's what you want to do. And again, who are we to tell who? Two things you don't dabble in, right? What somebody does with their body, what somebody does with their money, right? It's both of them. So, so if it ain't your thing, that's fine. It doesn't have to be your thing. It's obviously enough uh-huh. people's thing to where it was making a bunch of money, and so she had the option, and and, and she said no because of what she was making. 
And here's the thing, like, think about numbers, okay? She re-signed her contract, her new deal in 2019, okay? This is post-AEW being a thing, being announced. She signs her new deal. So she's probably making half a million dollars per year under under her WWE contract. So then she gets this other thing that's paying her $3 million a year, okay? $250,000 a month, simple math. And then she generated half a million in a week, just one what week. She was probably making in a year. And I'm, you know, educated guessing what her yearly salary was. WB. I don't know what it was, but it's it's you know, if she's already comfortable doing this, then it's kind of a no brainer to mm-hmm. me. And why would you not, you know, take the opportunity to do that and take the opportunity to to make that money? So I don't blame her whatsoever. Um, was it a shocker? Of course it was, but that's just, you know, it's just the way it is. And and mm-hmm. it's a shocker because so many, so many people didn't even know it existed. That's why she made yeah. so much money in the past week is because people found out about it, but it's, it's the world, man. There are tons of people who have these sites mm-hmm. and, and, and it's their prerogative to do so. Like it's, it's, you know, they exploded in popularity during the pandemic and, and it's, you know, it, it's what she chooses to do, but like, yeah, dude, the response, the reaction, very varied. A lot of people have lots of opinions, some blaming her, many blaming WWE, and of course, everybody suddenly becomes an expert on, on these topics. Yes, of course, because then the degree I got in Law and Order comes out, and uh, you know it is twofold. So I mean, let's let's break it down in one perspective. So coming from the perspective of, of WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, that they are a multi-billion-dollar company that caters and, and appeals to families. Um, they have you know deals with lots of of other companies, um, including toy companies, merchandising, ooh, all of that. And their overall target audience is, you know, families. Um, We've talked about this before, about how wrestling is not, especially WWE, is not for us, you know, indoctrinated fans. It's not for me. It's not for for Greg. It's for, you know, the, the casual fans. It's for the families. And so when you have someone on your roster who's producing uh, more explicit content, sexual content, that is in complete, you know, uh, conflict with what you're you're trying to do and what you're trying to market. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not edgy. It doesn't mean that they don't do things that are can be geared towards adults. But that's also a very clear line that WWE has when it comes to, you know, their their talent. Um, and you even brought this up in, in passing too. I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons between her and what happened with Zelina Vega, but that was different in the sense that, you know, the people were making money off of, uh, of other third-party platforms that WWE had truly not quite understood yet. And it wasn't so much the content. It was, hey, you're making money uh, you know, off of something independently that we want to make money off of. Um, whereas in this case, it was not just that she ventured out in this, it was just the, the content itself that was far beyond what WWE wants of all their, their talent. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so hard. Like the Zelina Vega thing really started all of the, you know, what people can and can't do. And it, and, and the, at the time it was a violation of the contract, the contract mm-hmm. changed. She's back in the company. So mm-hmm. it, it's, you know. It's all there, but, and you know, she was even, you know, queen of the ring or whatever you want to call it. Like, like she's, she's definitely come back and done a ton. This is completely different. Like they have a toy deal with Mattel, a toy company that sells toys to children. Part of that deal is that their performers, the people they're making these figures of whatever, can't have explicit stuff out there. Can't be in explicit things. So it, it, it put her in a situation. It's also been reported that she knew that this could happen, that she knew mm-hmm. what she was headed. And here's the thing about these. And and there was an article I saw about Paige Van Zant, who who has made a ton of money in her own, same exact site that, that Mandy Rose used. And Mandy Rose uses like four of them. And many people mm-hmm. do. Um, and why not? Again, just generating more money. In the beginning, she was like selling – you know, you could see pictures of her like in a skimpy bikini for 50 bucks. In the end, it was like, here's me nude for $15. Like, because mm-hmm. it does dry up. 
because people do move on. And so mm-hmm. it's not like you open these sites. Some people, most people, you don't like you open like a celebrity. You open these sites and immediately start putting out explicit content. But you push it more and more and more because your sales drop, right? Because they yeah. moved on to something else because somebody is putting out more. And that seems like what happened with Mandy. Like she wasn't initially putting out sexually explicit content. Yeah. But and just, as the money started rolling in, it just kind of grew yeah. from there and grew from there. Mm-hmm. And there was a rumor that I guess she was hosting a live chat on one of them, one of her platforms, and literally was like, you guys aren't tipping me enough. I'm going to shut it down if we don't get to like $400 in the next 15 minutes or whatever. Like, I don't know about all that or whatever. But that even if so, if people paid it, whatever. Like, again, it's their money. They do what they want to do. But it's not like she from day one was having sex on camera. And it just was like, well, we did this. Now we can do this. Now we can do this. It just built, built, built. Next thing you know, yeah. here we are. And I'm sure there are times you're like, do I want to keep doing this? And, and you look at the money coming in, you look at where you're, where you're comfortable with, and then you do it. Um, and, and it just put her in this one spot, WWE in this other spot, and they had to figure it out. And this was the answer. Yeah. Well, let's also go on the flip side then with, with those who are kind of defending Mandy Rose and, you know, part of how this whole thing started was the fact that WWE has been sexualizing her since day one of her career. And that as an independent contractor, which, you know, technically she is, uh, you know, she should have the ability to do things outside of WWE that don't have an impact on, you know, her, her day to day. Again, like you said, she's been doing this for a while to the point where nobody knew and she was able to perform her job, uh, you know, uh, a high caliber. Um, and I know there's caveats to it as far as when you sign a contract, you sign a contract, there's lots of clauses within it, but, you know, does, you know, is there and like for many people you know if you can still perform your job and do what you need to do does it really matter what you do outside of that and that's a you know much larger conversation about business in general you know especially now as you've talked about uh greg with you know on this flip side of the pandemic of many many more people now um even mainstream celebrities going you know to third-party sites going behind paywalls to sell content um and you know at the end of the day for a company that really has their talent is in these independent contractor statuses they often do like to have a lot more control than other types of companies that would have someone on a contract you know status Uh, and ultimately you know so we're losing miranda we're losing out to her phone. Now, I think we got her back. Yes. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yes. I was just saying that, uh, you know, could there have been more, you know, compromise available uh, for this? And, uh, and ultimately, too, there's that larger conversation as of if there was a, a, you know, a male wrestler who was put in this situation, would there have been an issue? I know that's all of our loaded question, but just kind of going on the flip side to like said, Greg, a lot of conversation, uh, you know, debate on the internet about, you know, if this was a fair ask this. I mean, I don't think it would have been that different if it was a male performer because of the deal with Mattel. Like, I just think that it puts them in a, in a bad situation. Like, And it's not just for kids, right? It is for everybody, but it, it, so the content that needs to be put out has to be for everybody, which means you have to be, you know, not appealing, but you have to be appropriate for the most stringent part of your audience, which is kids. So that's why we don't have blood. That's why we don't go back to the PG 13 era. That's why the attitude era is not coming back. Like all of that comes, comes into play. Um, here's the crazy, you talked about people defending Manny Rose. Some people are defending Manny Rose. Some people are defending WWE and this, it almost bothers me a little bit because here's, and here's the problem that I have. And this came up on the Greg DeMarco show. You have some people, you have the WWE side of it, which is a violation of a contract, deal with Mattel, had to get rid of Manny Rose. You have Manny Rose side of it, making more money doing this. And she made as a wrestler, had the option to take down the, take down the content, decided not to. And everybody's arguing over 
WWE's at fault, Manny Rose at fault. This person. Here's the problem with that. This is this is one of those situations that people really really struggle with in our world. Nobody's at fault. Mm-hmm. No one's really wrong. There was a situation. There were choices that had to be made. WWE gets to keep their contract with Mattel, sell their toys to kids, put out their weekly stuff, still be at the top of the rankings every single week, be good to go. Mandy Rose gets to sell her content, gets to make all this money, build whatever wealth she wants to do. When it dries up, probably going to come back to WWE. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fine. But we, in, in this internet age, and in this Twitter age, and this everything – we have to pick a side. Someone has to be right. Someone has to be wrong. And that's just stupid. That's just asinine. Like, everybody can be fine and happy. And I think that's what this is. I'm sure WWE wishes they didn't have to lose Mandy Rose. They were probably getting ready to move her up to the main roster at some point. But they move on. They, they go on. Like, it doesn't have to be this big, horrible thing. It's just decisions were made and everybody gets to move on peacefully. The only people who are – the internet's probably more upset about it than anybody. Yeah, well, you know, you're right. We do live in an age where we are much more easily riled up on the internet. Uh, discourse is a lot more likely to happen. And, you know, to get through. But We seem to have lost Miranda once again. Um, but she's basically saying that I'm right in terms of the fact that, that the discourse on the internet is what it is and that people, we do live in this world. People have to be right. People have to be wrong. And all of those things need to be said, which is, uh, can be confusing at times and, and can be rough at times. But what it boils down to is as a fan, we don't have Mandy Rose anymore. And if you're a fan of Mandy Rose, if you're a fan of what she was doing in NXT, what it meant for toxic attraction, that's a whole other topic of conversation that we haven't talked about at all yet. What does this mean for toxic attraction? What does this mean for Gigi Dolan and JC Jane? Like, who knows? And there's there is that domino effect of of they put a lot of focus into this brand of Mandy Rose's brand of toxic attraction. And now what? Now where do we go? So there's that question, that problem, quote unquote problem as well. Yeah, no, you you bring up a good point about the domino effect, because um, that does tend to happen uh, when someone leaves very suddenly. You know, what happens with their storylines, what happens with their opponents, and in this case, what happens with a whole faction. Um, and, you know, we also talked about our speculation already about uh, if this hadn't happened, where Mandy Rose was going to win. Did that also mean toxic And a lot of that we don't know, but um, still so we're breaking up on Miranda again. A lot of lot of breaking up there, and, and we'll get that fixed and and figured out. Uh, maybe she didn't have to leave and come back. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But there is, it, it is weird because Toxic Attraction is a great act and was drawing very well for NXT, ratings-wise, attention-wise, all of that. And for JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, like, this was your meal ticket. This is what got you to where you are. Now, they wrestled today in, in NXT, and I don't know if they took the fall, if they didn't take the fall. I haven't seen it to know what happened. But it's something's got to change because if the company's solidly behind them, then here we go. In fact, when before, when we talked about the, 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 we talked about deadline and everything. And before Roxanne Perez beat Mandy Rose for the championship, we were talking about who's left in NXT, who were left for the challengers. And one of the ideas that I had that I never even got to share on the show was turning Gigi Dolan face and, and having her, you know, basically somehow ousted from toxic attraction or whatever, because she's got that fan support. She's got enough to do that. Um, now who knows? Do they get a new leader in toxic attraction? Do they stick as a team and stick with the gimmick and the name and, and just, just forget Mandy Rose is ever a part of it. And, and when they do move up to the main roster, they go up as an act together because they could definitely use the tag teams on, on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is, is the association with the brand of toxic attraction too much and they end up getting broken up? 
Um, I think that's an old WWE thing. I don't know that that would happen in the modern day WWE, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe there's clues in this week's NXT that we haven't seen yet. I have no idea. So we will find out. Um, and the good thing is, is that when we do find out, we'll be here to talk about it. It's here on on the hashtag Miranda show and also on the Greg DeMarco show. So let's do this while Miranda sorts things out. We're going to go to our next commercial and, and we're going to figure some stuff out. And when we come back on the other side, because this was a shocking story. This is a shocking story in 2022, which was a year full of shocking stories. So let's talk about some of them right here after we pay some bills on the Hashtag Miranda Show. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, Podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back with the second half of the Hashtag Miranda show. Barring no technical difficulties, but I think we are on track. Uh, On the first half of the show, we talked about a pretty shocking story with Mandy Rose getting released from WWE. We talked about really all sides of the story from WWE's perspective to uh, Mandy Rose's uh, side to, you know, kind of the domino effect of other things that it may impact, like uh, the future for Toxic Attraction. A pretty shocking story. But, you know, as we look at the rest of 2022, there was quite a few shocking stories and events that happened um, this year. Again, some that we're going to do our best to remember, uh, but Greg and I are going to take a moment to kind of talk about some of our favorite or more shocking, shocking, shocking stories, the shockingness of it all. Uh, And really kind of do a little reflection on the year that was, because there was quite a a few big things that happened um, this year. Um, in pro wrestling that I don't think any of us expected. No. Uh, the the first one I want to talk about, probably the biggest one, and one that on an episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, both you and I said would never happen, and that was Vince McMahon stepping down from the WWE. We thought, just like everything else Vince and the WWE had ever gone through, uh, he was going to you know, just ride out the storm. And we thought that he would. I mean, from his appearances on Raw and SmackDown and knowing the history of Vince McMahon um, after a, a lot of just the uh, allegations of, of paying women off, of uh, extramarital affairs, uh, just all of the personal, uh, you know, uh, challenge. I won't even say challenges, the personal messiness Um, We thought that he was going to stick around, but uh, Vince did end up leaving, uh, resigning from the WWE, retiring in a tweet um, over the summer. And that, you know, then opened the door for Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan to share in that uh, co-CE owner role and open the door for Triple H to come in and and lead directive uh, or to to lead um, creative um for the entire company and that again i was shocked when that happened because from the vincent man that we've grown up with the vincent man we've seen we just thought this would be just kind of another bump in the road but nothing that would take him away from the company yeah it was it was shocking when he did it we didn't know the extent of it and obviously more of the extent came out he remember he he stepped down he he was like this leave of absence sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then that became full blown retirement. And it all made sense at that point. Like, like once he stepped, once Stephanie was like stepped in his interim, we thought maybe this could happen. And, and this was Vince's way to make sure that these people were in charge. But the thing about this is, is that this is, this happened to take place in the calendar year of 2022. This is not the biggest story of 2022. This is one of the biggest stories in the history of professional wrestling. Yes. This is a story because we will be talking about this for years to come. This is something that literally shifted the landscape completely. Like Triple H took over, brought back all this released talent, 
brought in all this fan goodwill, is changing the pay-per-view calendar. Mm-hmm. Likely, well, gone is hell in a cell. We know that. He said that. Likely gone is money in the bank where it gets returned to WrestleMania, which at one point was considered like like the big five of pay-per-views. Money in the bank was one of them. Hell, last year, before Triple H took over, they tried to do it in a football stadium. So obviously they were going to keep money in the bank. But now it's it's so much has changed, and a lot of it are the things that people were asking for, and the things that people wanted to see. People being us, right? Like right? the, the the core audience who we're going to be here no matter what they do. But it shifted the process creatively. It shifted morale. Planning is different. Time off is mm-hmm. different. So many things have changed within the company mm-hmm. that is going to have an effect. Maybe twenty five years from now. All because of what happened in the summer of 2022 when the allegations and the proof became too much and Vince McMahon had to go. He didn't go for the reasons people wanted him to go because they didn't like what he was doing creatively mm-hmm. and the environment that he created. He, and look, you know, Barry Bonds didn't, you know, he went, he went, you know, OJ Simpson when he was in prison, it was for tax reasons. It wasn't for murder, right? Like these are the things that, you know, usually people aren't taken down by the worst thing they've done. You can't really say that some of these things that these allegations of Vince McMahon had are pretty bad, but it cost him his seat at the helm of the largest professional wrestling sports entertainment company in the world. And now, from a content and creative perspective, that's Triple H, who was the guy most of us wanted to begin with. Um, But we'll be talking about this for who knows how long. This is as big as when he brought in Hogan and started the era of wrestling that we're in now. No, uh, you're absolutely right that this is not just the biggest story of, of the year, but the biggest story of, you know, the decade beyond. This is, you know, everyone will remember what happened when that changing of the guard happened, because for most of us, as long as we've been alive, this is what we've known for WWE, WWF in the world of pro wrestling. And now... We're in a time where Vince Man is not the helm, is not at the helm of a you know, a sports entertainment company. And as you mentioned too, a lot of the changing of the guard that fans had been wanting for quite some time, that you know we knew we weren't going to get until Vince stepped away. And you know a lot of people thought the only time he'd step away is if he died. So for something like this to happen again from a man who fought the federal government. Uh, from the man who's you know embattled with every type of news agency in the in the world um, that's you know bought his competition. I mean, there was things about Vince McMahon that people found ab- admirable, um, as you know, from you know his style to the the lifelong you know relationships he built with performers. I mean, we saw how invested he was in The Undertaker um, and, you know, inducting him and the influence he had in his career. Um, But ultimately, the change did happen. And it was one that I think most fans have felt that has been better for the weekly product. Profits have you know continued to to soar the company continues to be in a good place now we're still very much in the initial stages of this new leadership we're really not even six months out no. uh but the signs are all pointing to positive things ahead and again it's getting you know people reinvested and reinvigorated in the wwe that they hadn't been in quite some time yeah, it's changed everything. And not only that, but like, look what it's done for talent. I mean, already we've had William Regal, right? Leave AEW to go back to WWE. Yes, it was to be with his, his kid. And yes, AEW is not what he thought it was, but maybe that doesn't happen. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, and we won't see him on TV. And Regal himself has even said that, like, the, for the first year, he can't be on television. Tony Khan has said it. But this has changed how. Other companies have to do business. We, mm-hmm. we what we watch is different right now. We've literally heard like them referred this week on on I think it was Raw or maybe it was I know it was it was last week on NXT. Booker T referenced Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. We talked about how Roxanne Perez was a former Ring of Honor, you know, the first Ring of Honor women's champion because it was the Woman of Honor champion before she won that tournament. What's crazy to think is that she did that like last year. Yeah, <laughs> now yeah. Now she's here in the company. Um, 
but it, it's you know they've done. I mean, they, they they'll talk about Chris Jericho. They'll talk about people that have been in the company, and and they don't care where they are now. Like so many of the reins are now off, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase. But that that it's 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 allowed people. And Michael Cole's talked about it on, on when he appears on the Pat McAfee show. It's so different now. He doesn't have anybody screaming in his ear like Michael Cole, who's over all the announcing is now actually overall the announcing. Like he is truly the one in charge of the announcing. Like it's, it's just a completely different WWE and, and, and we are still into it. Like it's crazy. People would probably want to grade. It's the end of the year where we do lots of year end content, right? People probably want to grade the job that triple H has done. But like you said, it hasn't even been six months. You can't really grade him on, on what he's done. Yeah. I mean, we did actually grade him. We did. I know. Yeah, we did grade him. So, and we did, and he did very well. We probably yes. really can't evaluate anything until SummerSlam 2023. Now we live in a 15 minute news cycle, so nobody can wait that long. But no. at that point, he'll have been in charge for a year, and and, and you know his first major pay per view one year later. So, who knows what all is going to change? The Royal Rumble is about to come up, and and it's the road to his first WrestleMania. Like, who knows? He's got a double champion that he probably doesn't want to be a double champion. Like, there's so much there. It's just crazy. But this literally is shaping the landscape for professional wrestling for the next 25 to 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I mean, one of the other big stories that happened uh, this year, and you just kind of brought it up, was uh, Ring of Honor. And the transformation that it's had this year was announced at the beginning of, of 2022, kind of uh, the, the reshifting and focus that uh, Ring of Honor was going to have and the hiatus that it was going to go under. Um, and then I believe it was in March, it was announced that uh, Ring of Honor was being bought uh, by Tony Khan and you know, being uh, kind of under the portfolio of AEW. Some of that was pretty shocking. Some For some fans, it wasn't so shocking, but it truly did uh, change the the landscape of pro wrestling to have a company that was at one point, you know, close to a number two or number three um, in the world of pro wrestling, now being under the, tr- you know, number, number two company. Um, and as someone who's an avid Ring of Honor fan and someone who's been part of the history of Ring of Honor, and now you've seen what has happened, kind of share your thoughts on you know, that, how kind of shocking or not shocking that was, and how that has changed, uh, that, that event has kind of changed wrestling as we know it. It had 2022 more people probably put eyes on Ring of Honor than ever have before. Mm-hmm. And whoever would have thought that Chris Jericho would be the Ring of Honor world champion. Like that, now pretty shocking had Ring of it. Honor ever had that opportunity, they would have jumped at it, which many people who complained about him winning that title couldn't couldn't fathom and understand. Um because of the notoriety that comes along with a Chris Jericho who at this point might need to be in like the top 10 performers of all time. It's another conversation for another time. But there's also the fact that, you know, when Ring of Honor was bought, CM Punk, which is another story, was very big on the fact that he didn't want WWE to own it because he didn't want them to have control of the footage. If CM Punk doesn't go to AEW, does Tony Khan even buy Ring of Honor? Like, mm-hmm. was he really doing that because of a CM Punk thing? Um, and then he thought they could get a TV show. Now they can't. And it's going to be a weekly show a series on, on Honor Club, which I personally think is a mistake because I think you can get more as, you know, you got these YouTube shows, like yeah. put, put a YouTube show that leads people to Honor Club. Like, like there's things you can do, right? There, there's things that you can do and make work. And we don't know about the taping schedule. We don't know about anything, but, um, this is going to be less of a presence on television, but we still got the Blackpool Combat Club, which has two of your champions. You still got FTR, though they just lost the tag titles. Um, Athena just defended the women's championship on on Dark this week against a person who I don't even think has a win in AEW, so that doesn't make any sense. But regardless, like this brand was pretty much going to be dead. Like when it went on hiatus, they said they were going to do final battle, and no one knew what the heck was going to happen. And then Tony Khan came in and, and bought it, and now. Here we are. Here's where we are. And, and, and you, you know, Jonathan Gresham was going to carry the Ring of Honor torch. He loses to Claudio Casagnoli, quits the company because he didn't like the direction they were going in, leaves the business briefly. Now he's in Impact Wrestling. Like the domino effect again of this purchase is, is good. And as someone who 
I went to Ring of Honor events when I was in in Connecticut, like like the legit East Coast Ring of Honor replacement for ECW events. I went to multiple of them. And then you talked about being part of the history, like put on the two events here in Phoenix in 2010 around WrestleMania 26. I helped them put on and put them on myself. But um, to, to do that and to be a part of that, and, and I learned so much of what I still apply today to that experience. Like it's, I'm kind of excited about it because I'm excited to see where it goes. I do think they have captured enough of the spirit that is Ring of Honor in in what they're doing, and, and I hope that it can grow. I hope they figure it out. I'm just excited to see what they do. What's the schedule? What are we doing? What's the setup? When is it recording? When is it on? Like, I think that it's something that that I'm excited to see, and and hopefully can find its place within the general landscape yeah. of of our you know, weekly or whatever wrestling habits, because there are only so many hours in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's also bring up something that you also alluded to, the big uh, brawl out uh, at Hangout. Again, we don't know very many details of any details, but we know that CM Punk is no longer really with, with AEW. And that, comes as a huge shock for someone that really, you know, a year ago, uh, I remember, you know, SummerSlam weekend, uh, being in Las Vegas, seeing people at a GCW event who were not watching the matches because they were glued to their phones to see, you know, CM Punk's return to pro wrestling. And, you know, with all of, you know, the, the, uh, turns with him and ultimately him coming you know world champion and then having you know this this big falling out with AEW I mean does that almost feel like the biggest monumental waste of time ever like I that in a very good yeah. way it just feels like that was a waste of fucking time it outside of the pay-per-view revenue he generated because he did generate more pay-per-view revenue didn't mm-hmm. in fact impact TV ratings outside of you know an episode of rampage when he made his debut um may have cost some other people cost other people their jobs who, who had their jobs kind of probably shifted what EVPs do and, and and what that title even means if it still even exists. Like I, I would imagine if it's hard to call it a waste of time, but I do agree. If they had it to do all over again, I have a feeling they would be like, "Nah, we're good on this." One. Yeah, is it worth it? Was it really worth I did, it? That, that's a instead of saying a waste of time, I like. Was it worth it? My answer would have to be no. No, I mean, and talking about EVPs, uh, something that truly shook the the landscape was Cody Rose returning to WWE. I don't think, you know, a year ago, you know, talking about these predictions that would have come up, Um, you know, yes, there definitely was some bumps in the road with Cody, you know, as a performer about maybe his place on the roster. He did try to elevate, you know, stars, but at the same time, there was probably some moves and decisions that left fans, you know, kind of scratching their heads. And when Cody left, it was, you know, a, a shock that one of the founding members of AEW decided to leave. And, you know, again, talk about one of the worst kept, kept secrets, you know, everyone by that time, you know, the, the lights went out uh, for Seth Rollins match. You knew who it would be, but still the excitement in the air, the, oh my gosh, that this is happening, um, you know, is, was monumental. Uh, and and though it was short lived due to Cody Rhodes' injury, it was enough of a burst, you know, of uh, of light in WWE that got people excited, and truly was one of the biggest shifts. And you've talked, Greg, for ever since the conception of, of AEW, of you know who's going to be the big people moving from AEW to WWE, because for a long time it was who from WWE was moving to AEW. Uh, Cody Rhodes was not that one. I think everyone thought he MJF was, was going to be the, the big one. He was not on the list. Uh, but even before you know Triple H taking over, this was a huge turning of the tide for both AEW and WWE. Yeah, it, it was huge. And here's the crazy thing about it. There's a couple of crazy things about it. Number one, yeah, you never would have expected the guy who 
him betting on himself leaving WWE, if that doesn't happen, we don't have AEW today. Like, yeah. like literally, if Conrad Thompson doesn't introduce Tony Khan to Cody Rhodes, we don't have AEW today. Like, so many things have to happen for this to take place. Uh, and, and, and they're all, most of these people are probably in WWE right now. And, and NXT looks totally different because it doesn't go away. Like, so many things. Oh, my God. So many things. But you said it was the worst kept secret and you're right, right? No one expected, but this is, no one expected Cody to show up or no one expected anyone other than Cody to show up mm-hmm. as Seth Rollins opponent at WrestleMania. But we didn't expect what appeared to be Cody Rhodes literally walking out of an AEW ring and into a WWE ring. Same music, same graphics, yes. same gear. Like it was the Everything. AEW Cody, it was the American nightmare, the AEW Cody Rhodes that walked into WWE and to me, that was like, okay, we expected the guy. We didn't expect the same exact everything. We didn't expect the image. We yeah. didn't expect the, the, the look, you know, everything. You. And there it was. And and because he created that image, he had the song made. So he owned the song. He owned the IP for the graphics. Like he, it was a very unique situation. And, and because a lot of the talent in AEW actually own their individual stuff, like Jericho owns all the stuff that Jericho's done. He could show up and be the Ocho tomorrow. Well, if his deal was up, but, but he could take, you know, everything he's done in AEW and show up and do it in WWE if he wanted to. And Cody was a great example of that. Like he literally came in and and was the Cody Rhodes because he built that Cody Rhodes. AEW didn't build it. He took the foundation that WWE laid and he built that Cody Rhodes and then he brought it back to WWE. And that's a very unique spot to be in. And and it was again. And that was when Vince was still in charge. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like mind blown again. But that was like, like it was mind blowing in February when it got reported. And by the time April rolled around and it happened, it wasn't mind-blowing. And then the AEW guy showed up looking like the AEW guy. I was like, whoa, he's mind-blowing again. So, yeah, who, who knew? And if anything, now that we have this, you know, new WWE, we talked about, you know, what's already been talked about on commentary. It's It will be a whole new ball game once Cody comes back and what commentary mm-hmm. will actually you know, talk about with, with Cody. Oh, yeah. Um, Cause he left before triple H took over. Yes. And Corey so. Graves was already through Corey Graves, by the way, one of the best commentators they have. Um, and people shit on him on social media and they're totally wrong. Um, he was already throwing in little things. Mm-hmm. And that was with Vince in his ear. And the stuff he says now is, is so like, like that does appeal to us. The us mm-hmm. fans, like like we get some extra entertainment out of, out of Corey Graves that some others may not. Um, now, when when Cody comes back and and the, you know we have this new Corey Graves with the chains off, like that's going to be amazing as well. That'd be so bad, Greg. What was what what did you consider to be a huge shock in in twenty twenty two? We didn't know at the beginning of the year this was going to happen, and it really didn't happen until the buildup, and it was teased, and it we didn't even it wasn't even officially announced until it happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin, your favorite mm-hmm. wrestler of all time, wrestled a match mm-hmm. in 2022, his first match since like 2004 at WrestleMania against Kevin Owens, and 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 basically made Kevin Owens a WrestleMania main eventer, like. Who the heck would have thought that Stone Cold no. Steve Austin would have? And not only had a match, like brawled through the crowd, took a suplex on the ground, on the floor of the concrete floor of the football stadium. Like, like he did not phone it in whatsoever. Like he delivered the performance that that he needed to deliver. Like to me, the return of Stone Cold is is another huge one. Uh, and as you, as you as, as you know him being your favorite wrestler growing up, like. Obviously, by the time we got there, we knew it was going to happen. But even when it was first rumored, like you had to have figured at the start of 2022, you weren't ever going to see him wrestle. No, no. I mean, I think that was one of the things that, you know, you always hear speculation about. uh, And I'm sure every year Stone Cold has has to turn down those rumors, you know. Uh, But something was different about this year, you know, it being in Texas uh, and and the the emphasis that was being placed on Stone Cold by Kevin Owens. I mean, yeah, the the line the stars lined up, and to see him in a match, you know, one more time yeah. uh, was beyond what I would have imagined for this year for Stone Cold. I yeah. I just could not I could not 
believe it when it was actually happening, you know, because we've had some cold in segments. He'll stunner somebody, he'll have a beer with someone, but in a full blown match, Mm-mm. no, couldn't do you it. Couldn't have, here we were, couldn't do, yeah, you know, here we were. Um, another one for me because now I'm getting away from some of the newsworthy stuff, but 2023 or 2022 will forever have the image of Brock Lesnar nearly flipping over a wrestling ring with a tractor. That was pretty cool. Like, like, like yeah. if, if Vince doesn't retire and Cody doesn't come back and Austin doesn't wrestle a match, that might be the biggest moment of the year. Who the heck knows? And then think about, you know, we were at the 2019 Royal Rumble match that Becky Lynch won. And that was the culmination of this build that started not too long before that with, with her whole run to Survivor Series. You know, when she got her nose broken and couldn't wrestle and all that, fast forward to 2022, look at the rise of Sami Zayn all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Like, who would have thought that this whole bloodline thing would have led to Sami Zayn being yeah. a part of the bloodline? Sami Zayn and, being being the you know, most on the cusp of the biggest baby face in the company. That's yeah. That too was one of those things. It's it's uh, you know genius that all the stars align for a ridiculous storyline, but everything that came into play with that was just, yeah. I mean, beautiful. Beautiful. And talk about, too, this the back and forth, I mean, between both companies hiring people, you know, the big releases, people coming back, people getting signed by EW, you know, I mean, now we're truly, we're talking about, you know, what this is very reminiscent of, like, this is you know, the, the Monday Night Wars in its own way. This is, you know, WCW, WWF in, in a lot of ways. Um, in some ways, WWE, you know, set this up because of all the releases they did, you know, over the past few years. But still to have now this wave of people where you don't know where they're going to land is kind of exciting. It's kind of exhilarating as a, as a fan Um, and triple H, you know, really putting uh, the stops of of bringing in, you know, a good amount of people who were were released, but also, you know, AEW bringing them on board as well. Um, It's been an exciting time as a fan to see, you know, who is going to show up on my TV screen next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just never know. I mean, even we had Bronson Reed show up on Raw mm-hmm. last night. Like, uh, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday, December 20th for historical purposes, 2022. And and just you know, didn't know that was coming, didn't expect it. I'm excited because I, I was always a big Bronson Reed fan. Would have thought he could go back to NXT, but I'm sure he didn't want to. Who knows? There's another thing, another a phrase that had you uttered these words these four words at the beginning of 2022, I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? And now at the end of 2022, it is commonplace because AEW stands for acclaimed every Wednesday to hear the phrase Mm -hmm. scissor me daddy ass Mm -hmm. and would not have been a thing at the beginning of 2022. Like the rise. And we, we talked about the acclaimed in 2021. Like we love the acclaimed here on this show. And and, and and thought they should have been in a more prominent position long before they were. But man, when they got there, like it it's, took off. And it was the right, the right yeah. place and, at the right time. Because the, they had actually turned, like Billy Gunn could have stuck with the gun club, the ass boys, and never ended up with the acclaim long term. And then we never would have got scissor me daddy ass. And mm-hmm. that's huge money. Like, like, like it's just, and the acclaimed are now big stars. And, and can be bankable stars for long for the long run, which is great from a lot of perspectives, including Anthony Bowens being openly gay and what you know that exposes people to, and 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 what you know helping normalize things that should have been normalized a long time ago, and and you've got the you know one of the few truly homegrown talents in AEW, yes. and the amount yes. of success that they can have. I mean, there's not a lot like Hangman Page, Ricky Starks. And the acclaimed, like that's a Wardlow. Like there's only a few that they can really, truly Jade Cargill that they can really, truly hang their hat on. And now Jamie Hayter, it's growing. Like, like like it is growing that, that list of people now that I think about it, but like none higher than the acclaimed and, and just, you know, they're right there on the cusp of all probably being like their first potential 
crossover mainstream attention type stars the acclaimed could be because they're just they just caught on it's just infectious i remember when the acclaimed was on dark and i'm watching videos of of their entrances because of how freaking hilarious they were and i'm sitting at my house you know working a job i didn't enjoy at home because of covid and and so i would watch the you know max caster rap on on entrances that was in you know 2020 Two years later, we've got Scissor Me Daddy ass, yeah. and they're huge. And I love it. I love seeing it. I love Caster. I love Bowens. Billy Gunn is like this parody of himself now. He's rolling with it. Everybody's making money off of it. Like, it, it's just I great. am sports entertained. Like, yes, that's highly, highly on highly the show that's not supposed to be sports entertainment, right? But it works and it's great. It and I love it. And I want to see it continue because I, I want all those guys to get that success for different reasons. But I, all three of them deserve every bit of success they're having right now. Yeah. Well, what a 2022 it has been. And that's just a little snapshot of it. Yeah. So make sure to reach out to us on social media to let us know what your most shocking, surprising, uh, favorite, fascinating stories, events of 2022 in the world of pro wrestling where you can follow me Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook and you can follow Greg at Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and while you're at it go ahead and follow the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram Facebook and Twitter as well reach out to us on any of those social media platforms and let us know what your favorite most exciting most shocking most interesting whatever it is moments and stories of 2022 were we love to compare notes with all of you uh and see where uh maybe you have some stories we didn't talk about i'm sure there's there's much more that we didn't get the chance to talk about oh, yeah. uh but Make sure to to uh, listen to new episodes of the Greg DeMarco show that will be airing soon. I know you and Pat will be talking a bit about uh, the events in 2022 as well and maybe talk about some of the things you and I didn't get the chance to talk about on today's episode. Also, while you're at it, don't forget to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today and while you're at it go and follow izw impact zone wrestling at izw wrestling az on social media and izw wrestling.com for talent announcements information on tickets uh sales uh codes that you can use to get uh, money off of your tickets uh, for our upcoming show Monster that is being held on Saturday, February 25th at the Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona. Well, that's it for 2022. Everyone, peace out. Uh, thank you once again to my co-host partner, Kingpin uh, uh, best friend all of that greg demarco for another year of podcasting on the hashtag randa show don't forget to also find all of your favorite podcasts from the Chairshot radio network at chairshot.com thechairshot.com thechairshot.com always use your head and we will be back with you in 2023 So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Games of war games. War games. War games. Wild card, bitches. Shut your dumb mouth.